Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Football, man, stars don't matter at all. No, it turns out they matter very much. Travis Hodges Tomlinson, they matter a lot. An awful lot. I'm Andy Staples. He's Ari Wasserman. This is the Andy Staples Show. The Georgia TCU game is still happening. Georgia's backups just scored again to put Georgia over 60 points in this game. Ari, do you feel vindicated? Listen, I need your help on something here. Okay. All right. You need to All guide right. me through this podcast without it turning into me being an asshole for an hour. Can you well, help I me with that? How we can stop that, but yeah, yeah go for like, it. Like, I don't want people to get mad at me. I don't want people to, you know, because I don't want to like diminish. You've been telling them all season what would happen. It's just like so stupid because it should be so obvious. Like, the team that has a better players at every single position won the game by a lot. Like, am I a genius? Well, they did just mix the extra points, so they're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know they what the final score is going to be. But and now they only have 65. 65 to Take 7. That. I mean, this is like. Take that. You know, and I hope that the people who uh, like me, the rare people who do like me, cash some tickets tonight because that was pretty easy. Uh, you know, 12 and a half to 13 and a half. Regardless of what your number was, that was that was they were just giving money away. Um, our guy, so our guy Vaughn from Iowa. Hold on. Our guy Vaughn from Iowa tells us I've never in my life had a big game like this and cash so many bets with ease. Stars matter. See, are you're making people money? Well, Vaughn's my guy. Um, I let me ask you this because I was thinking about this all day. Mm-hmm. So on the athletic and all over the Internet, there is yep. a lot of preview content about of course picking winners right right that's what we do and sports writers don't get paid to pick winners we get paid to cover what happens correct but explain to me andy because you picked georgia i picked georgia i picked them to cover any rational thought from anybody would be to pick tcu to win like what is the thought process going into the game uh the georgia team ate some bad shrimp before the game the whole team because there's a lot of people who pick tcu and I just like want to know what the thought was. I, I, they want to believe that grit and heart and determination can beat raw talent. But what, what they fail to understand with Georgia, and this is what we've been trying to tell people about Kirby Smart and about Nick Saban and about coaches of that, that ilk, they also recruit players with heart and grit and determination. They just happen to be better players with heart and grit and determination. Yeah. So, you know, listen, this is going to be a really fun off season as we discuss um, what the transfer portal can do in terms of flipping the roster. And I, and I do believe that TCU is in a good position uh, to continue to be a very good football team that competes for playoff spots or, or, or whatever. But I think that the, the real question here is, do you believe uh, and then we'll get into the game. But do you believe that the transfer portal will ever be a neutralizer for this type of lopsided talent? Or do you think that high school recruiting will always remain king? Because to me, this was so lopsided and such an embarrassment of of riches for Georgia. How many more transfers that pro- produced all conference results this year would TCU have needed on their team to even be competitive in this game? Right. And there like will, that to no. me is like, this is it. Like, do you get 15 top 100 players a year or you don't? But, but here's the thing. TCU, maybe not. But LSU with the right amount of trans, like if they pick yeah, right out yeah, of the Yeah, because LSU portal, recruits really well out of high school. Correct. I do but think not that a, recruiting but not at the high- level that Georgia does. But there so was a thought can- process, though, that I thought that maybe the transfer portal would be the great neutralizer to the talent discrepancy as they come through the high school ranks. And I don't believe that anymore. It's just too stark. The best players will be the best, but 
you can close a smaller gap than this with the transfer portal. Like you can close an LSU to Georgia type gap if you pick wisely out of the trip. I mean, here's a great example. LSU picked Joe Burrow out of the transfer portal. Yeah. And suddenly they were the best team in the country. You can pick if it's one or two, if you're one or two players away from winning a national championship, that means that you also already recruit top five classes. So you don't do it at the same level as Alabama or Georgia. And in some cases, Ohio state, but you do recruit well enough where your roster has at least 50 blue chip players as opposed to 17. I mean, think about it. This team had 17 blue chip prospects on its roster. The only five star on the roster doesn't really play. And the spread was 12 and a half against Georgia. Like, what are we doing? Well, so there is a, there is a solution coming into play where maybe it'll keep the title game from being this lopsided because if there was a 12 team playoff this year, Ari, with the, with the rules of the 12 team playoff that are coming in, then this game could have happened. This game, TCU versus Georgia very well could have been a semi. And I bet actually it would have been a semi. So and in every other year, it would have been a semi. They were very fortunate to traverse yeah. or to navigate a path where they did not have to play Alabama or Georgia in the first round, the same way that Washington had to, the same way that mm-hmm. Cincinnati had to. Um, the one-offs that had Michigan State, I mean, all three of those teams, the one-off teams that made the four-team field had to play Alabama in the first round. And then if they were to win that Alabama game, they would have had to play another monster in the national championship. TCU had the easiest path to win a national championship that could possibly exist right, in this in Michigan's this system. Michigan's talent level is not the same as Ohio State's or Georgia's. Even they're though Michigan very beat good Ohio football State. Team. Yeah. They're a very even good Michigan football beat team. Ohio State. They are not the same talent level and I know Michigan fans that makes you mad. It just means you did a great job cuz you beat them. But figure out a way to beat them. That's that's yep. great. It doesn't so mean that you're going to win a national championship. Here's how a 12 team playoff would work. TC would have played Tulane in the opening round. In Fort Worth, because remember, TCU did not win its conference, so it couldn't get a bye. You have to be one of the top four ranked conference champs. So TCU would have played Tulane. Very likely TCU would have beaten Tulane. TCU then would have played Utah in a quarterfinal. TCU could have beaten Utah. That, that would have been a very interesting game, but I probably I think TCU probably would have been favored in that game. The winner of that game would have played the Georgia versus the Kansas State-Tennessee winner. Well, we know what happened when Georgia played Tennessee. I don't think the result would have changed with Joe Milton at quarterback instead of Hinton Hooker. And we saw Kansas State-Alabama, so I think we kind of know what Kansas State-Georgia would have looked like. So chances are we would have seen that as a, as a semifinal. But in the other side of the bracket, you would have Ohio State and Alabama and Penn State and Michigan and Clemson. In every and single one of those games, one of those. this TCU team, for as good as they were, would either be an underdog or a, a, a slight favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they were able to make this stage doesn't take away from the fact that TCU did a hell of a job. And yes. I think I'm very much comfortable saying that T, that Sonny Dykes is a top 10 coach in college football for that. Oh, he did an amazing like, job. Like you, so cannot, like I wanna, you cannot take anything away from the job Sonny Dykes did this year because of this game. No, it was incredible. And I actually think, and I wrote this in the column that's running in the morning, but I think that you could make the case that Sonny Dykes did a better job with his roster than Kirby Smart did with his. No, I think Kirby Smart did as good a job as you could do with his as roster. As you possibly could do. The, the, the top thing you can do is go undefeated in the national saying, title, which he did. Maybe let me rephrase it. What Sonny Dykes did with his roster was more impressive than what Kirby Smart did with his. Sure. Because Kirby Smart's... How many coaches you know in college what? football do you think could have won a national title with that roster this year? But you know what's harder? Assembling that roster when Nick Saban's yeah, no, recruiting against me. you. you and Dad Sweeney's recruiting against you. But I'm saying in a one-year and, period. I'm, I'm trying to kiss t- t- TCU's ass here. Can you let me do it? I know. I, I, want, I, know. I want to make sure that the TCU people who are listening to this podcast don't want to listen to a 60-minute show about I, me I like want, running around with my shirt Georgia off saying stars think- matter. I don't want the Georgia people to think we're like we're the same people who are like, oh, Kirby just wins because he has the best players. Listen, I that's I sit, good. I sat, <laughs> that's I sat in Gainesville. Thing. I sat in Gainesville for years listening to people say, well, Dan Mullen's a better X's and O's coach, so he's going to dominate Kirby Smart. Yeah. I'm not no, trying to not. take anything away from Kirby Smart. How do I do the scale where they're both awesome? 
Uh, I, I just, they are. Let me just say this. I think Georgia's the new king of college football. How's that? Yeah, I do too. For a little, well, a little steak on the grill. I mean, I, that, that, I don't. Is that is that a hot take? Like, no. Wouldn't anybody who's watched champions. college football in the last two years understand that Georgia has surpassed Alabama at this point? Yeah. And like, what what Georgia brings back next year will be good enough to win it again. Absolutely. It, so, it is up to everybody else to figure out how to do it because there's one more year of the 14 playoff. So you're going to have to beat them in this system. It is funny to me that as we expand the playoff, Andy, to include more teams that we're also kicking the legs out from underneath the teams that actually make it to the 14 playoff in a fun story. Like it's like, you're, but we're it's not more, because they can they can win a game or two in that playoff and that's fine. But we don't no, want to know. see this in the final. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is TCU will never have an easier path to the playoff ever again. No, and and that's fine. It should be hard to win a national title. It's fine. It really is. But what the thing, what what they will be able to do, and I just told you, in a 12 team playoff, based on the the system that's getting set up. This TCU team could have made the semis in that game and would have run into Georgia, and this would have happened to them. But they would have won two games before that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But also, this TCU team would be a – they'd be on – in a situation where they could lose to the teams that you said. Whereas Georgia is not programmed. Georgia would never lose those games. I I can tell you right now that the TCU-Tulane game would be a hell of a game. It would be fun based on what we saw from Tulane and USC. And TCU Utah would have been a banger, or Tulane Utah would have been a banger. It would have been an awesome game. Yeah. So, so you're you're going to get your awesome games, but you do see that expanding the field to more teams also makes it harder for those teams who are expanding. Yes, but aren't you the one who said it, it should be hard to win the national title? Wasn't that your argument against expanding at all? Yeah, sure. It should be hard. It's the national yeah. title. But it's like the <laughs> the idea that more Cinderellas will exist in the twelve team field is funny because less will. Cinderella's never win the national title in basketball, Ari. They entertain us for a couple weeks, and then they lose. Yeah. Cinderella, you know, Georgia was midnight tonight. That's for sure. So, uh, you know, like I said on on our show and on Solid Verbal, the boogeyman is always waiting for you. And the boogeyman boogeyman is here. So, anyway, so how how do you – like, what what do we – what is left to – like, here's the thing that I want to make sure we do, Andy – because mm-hmm. I did kind of want to make sure that I made peace with TCU fans. But when we talk about Georgia now, we have spent a lot of time this year not talking about them very much because their dominance isn't as entertaining as some of the other mush subplots. Absolutely. Yes. But now that they've won the national championship, do we need to take some time to really put into perspective what Kirby Smart has done? Yes. What Georgia has become, what this national championship means, their spot in the paradigm of the sport is shifting. Like, I think that the, all these things in front of our eyes, like Alabama has always been like the, for the last 10 years, at least mm-hmm. the ultimate final and, boss and, of the and, sport, and, the villain. And Nick's and Nick Saban always worried that if the right guy got to Georgia, that that wouldn't happen anymore. And that's exactly what went down. Georgia got, the right guy, and he turned what should have been the best job in college football into the best job in college football and the best team and the best program. Because this thing's set up, they may not win it again next year. Things happen, but they are going to be in the hunt and in the mix every year for the foreseeable future. As long as Kirby Smart wants to do this, they are going to be in the national title hunt. Yep. Um, incredible. Uh, when does has Georgia already made the heel turn, or oh, are they the they, villain? They made now? the heel turn. They made the heel turn so long ago. They were heels before they ever became the national champs. Like you know, I I just I would always laugh at the, the all the stupid nineteen eighty jokes because those were from fans of teams that were jealous of, of Georgia's program that knew ultimately Georgia was a better program than theirs and was going to be better suited to win in the over the long term. Like I again, I live in Gainesville, Florida. I heard it for years. Oh, they haven't won since 1980. Oh, all Kirby does is is assemble good players, but he can't coach him. The hell he can't. He's a walk-on yeah. quarterback winning two straight national titles. But who's the ultimate villain of college football now? Georgia. They're the final boss. They're 100% the final boss now. Yeah. That doesn't That's mean cool. Alabama can't 
can't come take it back. Yeah, and they might. But next George year, is that now? You know, you never know. But that is cool, though. I, I do think that even though it was won by another super recruiting uh, juggernaut of a program, that any time there is a shift on who is the king of the castle, that's a cool thing to illustrate. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's funny because we get like this. Oh, no one will ever take over because Walmart is dominating everything and then Amazon shows up. Alabama's never going to get knocked off. As long as Nick Saban's the head coach, they're going to rule the sport forever. You know the Fang well, stocks. Smart gets the Georgia job. Facebook, uh, Alphabet for Google, um, Apple, Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. Those companies are situated, and I don't want to. You know, if you go look at the S and P five hundred from a hundred years ago, the companies that were leading the way are no longer there, and then there's like a thirty year cycle. Right. But I wonder if you could make a case like where if you look at like what Apple is doing or what Amazon is doing and the way that they're expanding. That these companies have a longevity. Microsoft uh, is another mm-hmm. one. A longevity yep. in companies that it makes it really hard to envision a time with the with what they're doing online, where they aren't going to be leading the S and P five hundred as the the most right. powerful biggest but you, company. But you in the have world. to understand there will be a time when they won't. There will be some guy who starts selling books on the internet, and then that will become the biggest company in the world. But. It might be a really, really long time this time before that happens again. If it happens, Kirby is not old. Kirby's in his forties. Like, That's what I'm saying. Because I'm saying, yeah. like you said, well, there's always going to be a shift, and someone's going to come take it from him. But if you look at the way that the recruiting is going right now, I think that the Fang stocks of college football are going to continue to be those powerhouse programs, regardless of all the changes that we're having, and will rule the game of college football and go back and forth the same way that uh, um, they are doing it in the tech industry. So maybe that's just a bad analogy. Well, I don't know. I, Samuel I wants us to stop talking about businesses. I want to see these but- mega powers play. Like the Georgia-Ohio State game this year was awesome. Give me that again next year in the playoff. Georgia-Alabama, give me that. Give me mega power against mega power. I want those games in the playoff. Yes. I want more um, of those games in the playoff. It is funny because like we do spend so much time talking about the the fun stuff. And I did uh I just jumped on the live stream with the solid verbal uh during the second quarter and we were mm-hmm. talking. Um and the thing that I think is interesting about college football is that what you like about the sport and what I like about the sport, what Ty likes about the sport, what Dan Rubenstein likes about the sport is all different. And on Saturdays, yes. there's so much variety. There's different levels. There's different storylines. There's different things that you can cling to as a fan. But we all can watch the same sport and enjoy it in a different way. And I think that's really cool, you know. And 
what I love about the sport is watching superpowers play. People call me biased for the big time programs. I don't read enough about, you know, Missouri State or whatever. That's what I enjoy watching the teams assemble. Those programs also have more fans. So, yes, it's hard to blame. What what Dan likes is the uh, the crazy stories that you'll get on a random Saturday about the the nuts thing that happened, like the the charm of the sport. Um, You know, we all like different things and it's all there for the taking. So that's a that's an interesting you know, way to look at it. And I'm excited to see like what we'll get next year. But we, we spend so much time talking about all these other teams and we should, it's important for that reason. But as it pertains to the national championship discussion, which is what I'm obsessed with, the reason why it's a recurring theme is because there are only a certain amount of teams that are physically capable and built to do it. And any other discussion about those teams that aren't in that club, I have a very mm-hmm. hard time discussing in that real fashion which is why well, see, I'm, i think i, I come across that, so poorly you, to people. you can't separate the two you have to learn to separate the two you i don't know to how to separate to talk the about two college football outside of the context of the national title because there that's are teams right. that aren't going to win the national title they're just not and that's okay and it's like and like they tcu didn't win the national seasons. championship this year and they had a tremendous season and like yeah. the thing about it is is that TCU fans got a taste of what it is to be on the stage, to win a playoff game, to be, uh, you know, in a position where they could be four quarters away from winning a national championship. And I think that they wanted that. They wanted that bad, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I live in Texas. The entire city was purple today. People are driving and flying. I mean, flying over to L.A. and, and DFW was all purple. But I hope that they also take a step back when the pain of this goes. And maybe it's not so painful. Maybe you just lose to a better team sometimes. I um, think, I, I and, think and this, is, can, this is less painful than if they lost by one. Like, this is just, oh, well, they were they were so much better. They were light years better. But it doesn't take away from a fun season. I think if you lose by one, like, if you lose the way Ohio State lost to Georgia, that would have hurt so much more. Yeah. But... Because the sport can be enjoyed in those different ways, like we just said, hopefully TCU fans who were probably used to rooting for them on that second tier can still enjoy what it means for them on that second tier without having captured the national championship. And somebody asked in the chat earlier, uh, do you think this this was a step back for TCU? Absolutely not. I think TCU is set. They played for the freaking national title. And I think they're situated in a amazing place right now, which is you are more legitimate in every high school hallway that you walk into in the state of Texas, especially. And any of these five-star prospects that leave the state take TCU seriously on the back end of the transfer portal. Yeah. And I, they're going to be very good advertised for for the last two weeks where nobody else is being talked about. Cause we always talk about Georgia. We always talk about Ohio state. We always talk about Michigan. Like you got advertised in the same breath as those people. And that's because you earn that because you earn that. Um, and I think that it is an interesting discussion to dissect because as Texas and Oklahoma, um, neither of whom have ever played for a national championship in the playoff era are set to leave. If TCU is the best situated right now to own the new big 12, as we know it, because I think that they are, um, I, I think Cincinnati and UCF may have something to say about that. I think the new Big 12 is going to be the most fun league in, in college football because every year, eight of those 12 teams is going to have a chance to win the conference title and go to the playoff. If, and if you're a TCU fan who's trying to put like, two in the playoff, if you're a TCU fan who's trying to feel good about this, if you're having a hard time right now, I think that it is very comforting not be having to a hard think. Time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should feel well, I mean, real you don't want to see your future. team lose 65 to 7 in the national title no, game. Oh, nobody does. But you do have a lot to look forward to in the championship game and like I think Sonny Dykes is a wonderful coach and the good news is, is that Sonny Dykes ain't going anywhere. Exactly. He's got a power 5 exactly. job. He played this is the reason why he left SMU. And he yep. got it in year 1. Imagine what they could it's, do if with 7 or 8 more years of building. Ari, here's the sad part. We now have 9 months without college football. 9 months. We got to ask a lot of would you rather questions to get through these next nine months. Well, I was going to say, like right out of that gate, that and and forgive me if this is out of pocket a little bit, Andy, but mm-hmm. you look tremendous in those pants. Well, thank you, thank you. Those are wonderful pants. 
They, they really are. And I really do have a pair waiting for me when I get back home. And I'm so excited. It's like they're professional, but they're also comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. You know, our, this is Ari angling for some Roan pants. And I, I, I want some Roan pants. Yeah. I respect the hustle. We're, we're uh, through day one of the most frigid diet you'll ever see in your entire life. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be getting some, uh, some of those pants and I'm going to be wearing them to uh, casual events and formal events. That's exactly right. You show (laughs) off those ankles. That's, that's the way to do it. And and I'm excited for you. You you sent me your salad, a photo of your salad. And that's, that's that's, bland, but it's going to get it done. It, it, it'll be worth it. It'll all be worth it. Nothing's nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. So, Mm That's the thing. We, we got to figure out what what are we gonna, so Ari, you're gonna get in shape. I my I had to put a goal on the board in my gym. Everybody wrote on the whiteboard, and my goal for this year was six pack. So we got to see if I if I can make that happen. Uh, we, we all need to. I never realized this cheesy New Year's resolutions. We need to call them off season resolutions. Like, what do we want to accomplish before college football rescues us? In late August slash early September. And what's your thing? I want a six pack. That's that's what I without stopping drinking the occasional six pack as well. Oh, what do I want to accomplish between now and yeah? You no, know, it'd be great. I'm not gonna have a six pack, but how about making a bunch more money somehow? There you go. I like that. I like that. Side hustle or what? I don't know. Yeah, you get to you know, you win some shoe lotteries and you know what you hit, I want you, to accomplish? You hit, on, you hit on some some good field hockey action. I want to uh, accomplish being a, a great father uh, to my now walking daughter. There you go. That's right. That's right. Big news this week. Big news. Liv Wasserman now walking. Running now, which is <sighs> something that I don't even do. <laughs> Kirby Smart will be calling shortly to recruit her. Yeah. So, so like when we're looking at the actual um situation here in college football now like do you mm-hmm. do you look forward and, and see a, a path for somebody new or is it the usual suspects going into like i mean is there a dark we, horse that comes to mind we've or had is it cincinnati too early to do that? Make the, we've had cincinnati make the playoff and we've had tcu make the final in the last two years i absolutely think there will be a team we're not even talking about right now that is in the mix next year. They maybe they don't make the playoff, or maybe they don't make it. You know, they don't win a semi. But somebody's going to be there. I, I'm at the coaches' convention. I ran into some Florida State coaches tonight. Those guys need to be really excited. Like they're bringing back. They, they found out Jordan Travis is coming back. Jared Verse is coming back. Are they potentially the best team in the ACC now? It's been a long time since we could talk about Florida State in that context. Guess what? It's a legitimate discussion this offseason. So that's one we can talk about. You know, Oklahoma, we've seen the way that Brent Venables recruited. Things did not go well at the in the first half of his first season. They got better, though, as the season went on. Like, I'm interested to see what happens with them. What my, happened, buddy, like, uh, my buddy here who, who uh, lives down the street from me, uh, John, mm-hmm. used to play at Mizzou, and he just texted me, Mizzou, baby! There you go. Maybe maybe, maybe hey, it'll be gave, Mizzou. They gave Drink an extension. That 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 really good recruiting class they had will be sophomores. So who know? And who played Georgia the toughest this season? Mizzou. So Man, they had that game in the bag too. But that and and that's what's exciting. Sam. Hartman, they also have our boy Mevis on the team. They they do have the Harrison Mevis. Absolutely. So. Sam Hartman's the quarterback at Notre Dame. Caleb Williams comes back at USC. The quarterbacks in the Pac-12, top to bottom, look awesome. Like, there's so much to be excited about for next season already. But now that Stetson Bennett's on his way out, we got Bryce Young on on his way out. Like, there does C.J. Stroud's on his way out. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like there could be a, a change of the guard when it comes to the the stars of the sport next year, but also that could lead to more openings for teams that are under the radar right now. And the thing too, that you said, um, and it kind of dawned on me a little bit, like I, I tweeted this at the beginning of the, of the day, that national championship day is always very fun for me because I enjoy watching the game, but it also mm-hmm. comes with a sliver of sadness because of that gap. Now that we're going to be you know, yeah. faced with between now and when we get to watch another game again, but at the same time, the way the sport is situated now, 
with the signing day that's coming up in February, which isn't mm-hmm. going to be as hectic, but is still ex- uh, another thing. another portal cycle that's going to be another portal cycle as crazy as this one. Spring football. Mm-hmm. Um, the thoughts of uh, of watching how NIL continues to morph during the offseason. Um, the expansion of the playoff now only being a year away uh, or a season away. It seems to me that there is so much happening all throughout the year now that this podcast is going to be humming with content and oh, you know we have I, so much to talk about and there's so much to pay attention to Andy like honestly I used to complain not complain I used to like note of friends of mine who cover the NFL and I used to mm-hmm. be like how the hell do you guys do this year round you've got this yeah. long season that sometimes goes into February you've got the NFL draft uh, you got free agency you've got uh, uh, OTAs you got fall camp or uh, spring what, what is it the what are they called? They, training camp. Well, they, yeah, you know, they have it's like, it's, it's training it's camp. 24 7 all year round. The NFL round. is built that way. The NFL built the calendar that way because the NFL understands it's an entertainment product. College football is now starting to understand it's an entertainment product. And, and the people who say, well, the transfer portal's a mess and the, and the NIL's a mess, it's not if you look at it as an entertainment product. You're going to get content and entertainment. Year round now. Now, is it harder for the coaches? Yeah. But as our friend Don Draper says, that's what the money's for. Also, too, uh, of all the people on earth that I would feel bad for, a college football coach is not one of them. They, they have a hectic no. schedule, but they've got pretty good lives. And they get to get fired and keep $80 million sometimes. So, well, not 80, unless Texas A&M has a rough year next year. <laughs> right. But, but we'll, Bobby uh, Petrino <laughs> is Texas A&M's <laughs> offensive coordinator, Ari. Listen, I mean, can you even listen, imagine the, what those meetings are going to be like? The national championship game is in Houston next year. So what, yeah. what's that? An hour away from College Station? That's exactly right. 45 minutes? Yeah. Hour and a half? You hit the Buckies and Waller and, and you keep on going. Listen, Connor Wegman turns into a star. They hold on to the bulk of last year's class. Uh, they, they, and Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Bobby Fisher Petrino are hugging as it confetti up. falls. Tony Grimes <laughs> figures it out, figures it out, and turns into a lockdown corner out there. Uh, who else did they get? They got one other guy. They got they got another they got somebody. I'm gonna go look it up right now because it's. I'm blanking me. right now. Uh, but, but they got they got another potential starter. Uh, listen, in the listen to you. That. Are you're already overhyping Texas A and M? We're in we're in mid season off season form. A&M is we the national champions the of the summer, rankings. baby. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're undefeated in the summer. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm saying, like, it's not out of the – I mean, Tennessee could do what it did this year. Is oh, it impossible I, I said, that A&M could be good? Like, I don't think so. It's not impossible at all. And and I said you're going to have to hold me back from the Joe Milton 2023 Heisman campaign in March. Like, you are going to have to hold me back. Dude, if Anthony <laughs> Richardson's a first-round draft pick this year, then... He's then not going to be a first-round draft pick. I'm, he's I'm, not going to have... No, stop, stop bringing happening. me up the ledge. I'm I'm still rooting for it. It makes me feel better about wasting money on 50-1 to 1 odds that he'll win the Heisman if he goes in the first round. It legitimizes my thought process on him, at least. So just let me hold on to that for at least uh, another, uh, you know, few months here before that we, we figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, like, like listen, too, like... Andy, if you look at all the first-year head coaches from this past year um, mm-hmm. and their recruiting cycles, none of them did bad. Nope. Like, they all did really well. Like, even Florida. I think Florida fans were complaining. Florida had the fifth-highest well, average player ranking, though. Like, they didn't have a yeah. five-star prospect in their class, but they got a really deep, good class. Right. LSU yeah. did a great job. Notre Dame, you know, had a kind of a tough break at the end there with with Peyton Bowen, but they they did a great job. Uh, USC has two of the top five players coming in. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot to be excited about with a lot of the, and you you said it. Oklahoma's class was awesome. Mm-hmm. I and mean, Jackson think about Arnold. It. The people, the I, I talked to some people today at the coaches' convention who who follow the quarterback class very carefully. Most of them like Jackson Arnold the best. Yeah, I mean, Jackson of the quarterbacks Arnold's the coming in this year. Yeah, yeah. So they think Sam McCall they think from Florida State's the guy. By the way, just hit me. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But for so for for A and M. Sorry. So, but yeah, I mean, there is so much to talk about and be excited about, and you know, th- there's there's still potentially more coach movement. We just saw, you know, the the Black Monday in the NFL just happened. So, I mean, there's a lot going on, and I, you know, I'm excited to to talk about all this stuff and and chew on it throughout the year. 
we do have to figure out, you know, some fun stuff to do though. Like we, oh, we, will. we need to do like a like a weekly would you rather because I had so much fun. That was some of the most fun I had this season was you and me at the national title game media day talking to those players and and asking those players questions that they actually enjoyed answering. Like that <laughs> they were they were a delight. The TCU and Georgia players. Grab ass on the field, grab ass off the field, Andy. Sometimes you got to do it. Exactly right. Also, I think we need to figure out what conference we're going to do a road trip through too in the spring. I think it's the Big Ten. Get me back to my old stomping grins. We'll be right back after these words. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. A little bit of intel. You know, we talked about trying to take over a bowl game and what that yeah. might cost. Did you figure it, it out? Half a million dollars. Let's just say a listener who knows some things might have reached out and said that it might not be as expensive as we think. Well, the thing Are I you, wanted to know is does time slot and all that matter? Location, well, it time all matters. Slot? Well, I wanted the Bahamas because it's the Bahamas. But Ari, can I can I sell you on this? Because apparently the Bahamas Bowl is not up this year. It is not available. Okay. But guess what is? What is? The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ari, can you imagine us taking over Conway, South Carolina? Dude, I yeah, my tarp comes off. My mullet it's is grown. It's the first tarp off broadcast. Like the. For, we cannot wear shirts like so. I got to get that six pack. You got to. You're doing uh, your diet. If I'm with going your to salad. Myrtle Beach. I don't have to go on a diet. That's true. You don't have to be That's skinny true. to take your shirt off in there Myrtle will Beach. Be, there will be no shirts in the broadcast booth. We will be tarp off in the broadcast booth. Uh, you know, Nicole and Max Olson will have to be clothed as the sideline reporters. You know, I'm sure there's public decency laws. Sort of. It is Myrtle Beach. I just want to know what the I, actual going rate is to sponsor the the, the bowl game and it's my buddy not, john's gonna pay for it too because we, uh, he's we, texting we i am i am told i believe this intel to be reliable that if we could scrape together somewhere between 250 and three hundred thousand dollars that we might be in the mix that we might be able to get in the mix now we, we might not win we might not have the winning bid but we would have a competitive bid potential. I think you could make the case that the Myrtle Beach Bowl would be a more appropriate scene for us and our listeners than even Bahamas I think so would too. Be. I think so too. Can you imagine the freak show that would be? Well, I, listen, every everybody here, I see everybody in the chat talking about this. Like, I want all of you there. It well, would be everybody amazing. would be there. We would have the like bef- the night before the game would just be a giant party for our listeners. We would rent out the seediest, nastiest bar in Myrtle Beach and have a giant party for our listeners. So I, I don't know what the company policy at The Athletic would be, but if you did start a GoFundMe account to buy the bowl rights for the Myrtle it, Beach Bowl next year. We are for the New York Times now, Ari. Can you even imagine like it, it, it coming up the chain of, of, of command at the New York Times? Yeah. There's, there's somebody sitting in New York. And it comes across their desk. But the hey, ass, these the two, grab these ass two bowl. idiots, these two idiots that work for the athletic want to come want three hundred thousand dollars to have the grab ass bowl. But I'm going to, but you, the grab ass bowl presented by the New York Times, uh, you know. Or, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: yes. you start the GoFundMe, and we'll see how close we can get because I think we could get pretty close. I don't think it's that out of the question. And what if are we, we don't reach on our the goal, winning coach. But if we don't reach our goal, Andy, then the money goes to charity. Uh-huh. I think that's a good idea. That's a, that's a that's a fine idea. So that's less sleazy. It's it's not sleazy at all. I don't think. Yeah. So like in, instead of just asking for money so that we can call a, a game with our shirts off, you know, we're also doing it for charity if it doesn't work out. Oh, this is this is brilliant, Ari. Now, again, I ask again: What are we going to dump on the winning coach? Uh, all of Live my betting crabs. tickets that lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Maybe we dump live crabs on the losing coach. Bush Light. Oh, Elias Gray. Ha- <laughs> Boone's Farm. Yes. <laughs> Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill. That's that's what we're dumping on the winning on the winning coach. I Maybe mean, Boone's will, will sponsor. I know we talk about this like once every few weeks, but I'm completely bought into it. I, I would do it. It makes you more excited that it's a Myrtle Beach Bowl, doesn't it? I actually think that it is a better fit for us than we belong on a teal field. We really do. Can you imagine just the spectacle <laughs> that would be? Oh God, it would be amazing. We do. So we're going to, we'll, we'll put our heads together over the next few weeks and see what we can do about this because I like your idea. Ari. I like your idea. Ari. There needs to be a tarps I mean, off calendar to raise money. Ari, it's just going to be me and a puka shell necklace and a microphone. I'll wear a speedo. Oh, it's so it's a Mac team and a Sunbelt team. This will be tremendous. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll call John Steinbrecher, the Mac commissioner, and Keith Gill, the Sunbelt commissioner, see if we can get them on board to support our bid and say these fine gentlemen will make. And here's the other thing. Like, you know, Barstool has their own bowl game and they broadcasted it. And I, I really enjoyed watching it. It was actually a good game, Ohio against Wyoming. And and I thought Jake Marsh and, and Big Cat did a really good job calling the game. But they had to put together the infrastructure to broadcast the game. We wouldn't have to do that. This is an ESPN owned and operated bowl. We have a time slot on ESPN. We have a production crew. We have cameras. They don't have to send announcers, so we're actually making it less expensive for them. But do, do we actually have a say of who is calling the game? It's our bowl sports? game, Ari. Of course we have a say. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. How, I'm so, I don't know how it works. I, I'm sorry, Anish and Brock. They're going to send the day uh, off. <laughs> say Mar- Marty out there to do all the fun stuff. We're doing the fun stuff. Now, here, they told Marty and McGee that they'd get to be in the booth for one of those games, and they put them on the sideline for the Myrtle Beach Bowl a few years ago. I might have McGee in the booth with us. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Those guys are fun. Because he deserved to be he deserved to be in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. So, oh, man. I, I, I'm already pumped. This is this is a, a heck of an off-season goal and an off-season project. This is the best New Year's resolution I think I've ever made. So, yeah, we got we to gotta figure this out. All right, all right. Casey in the chat with the great idea. We each pick a coach. If my coach wins, we dump Natterdays on him. If your coach wins, Bud Light Limes. Those are both Anheuser-Busch products. So if we get Anheuser-Busch on board, we're good to go. They could donate to the... Uh, well, actually, we could start the OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. The channel Dudes, Dudes everywhere. everywhere. And we could use yep. all, all, <laughs> all the proceeds all the, all the proceeds to the bowl game. Uh, from the. I mean, we have a lot of seed money here growing. And yeah. if you're going to... Don't say Bud Light Lime. They're Blimes, okay? And blimes. they're going to be... Flowing. Has anybody the ever called is, a bowl game hammered before? Because I'll be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, back in the day, you know, people used to t- some of those dudes in the booth used to take a little nip off their flask. Uh, but no, we may both be hammered, and I think that's fine. It is Myrtle Beach after all. Uh, Matthew, the winning coach is force-fed Domino's cheesy bread. That also well, here's a fun a fact, Matthew. Nobody's ever been forced fed that because it's delicious and everybody <laughs> eats it willingly. Our Ari <laughs> is still buzzing because Mina Kimes took a second piece of Domino's cheesy bread during our she taco my, tour of LA. She might earn my she earned my respect from here until the end of time. I'll tell you that much. That's it's, it's incredible. I mean that the look of joy on your face when she went for that second piece. It just sometimes and, you just want to be validated. You want to be You're seen. Like, Listen, this is this is a this is a cla- this is one of the most intelligent voices in all of sports. You watch her on NFL Live. Great insight analysis. And I'm on a party bus with her last week, and I and give she her said cheesy bread. This is good enough to take a second piece. Yeah, I, I understand. Everybody had a piece, and everybody loved it. And some people will admit it, and some won't. But I'm I strong enough pieces. to admit it. Yeah, because you're oh, it, you're you're on the same train as me. I am very secure, Ari. I, I can admit my love for Domino's cheesy bread and still love all of the finer things in life. So this is going to be an incredible offseason. If we if we really are moving toward taking over the Myrtle Beach Bowl, it is going to be the best offseason ever. Now we just have to figure out what else is going to happen this offseason. 
see Trent Rosencrantz, our friend who works for us with or works with us at the athletic. How does Stetson get another year of eligibility? Trent's a, a Georgia grad. I don't think that's possible. Uh, he is getting an economics degree in, in May. He's been in college for six years. <sighs> Just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I guess he could, I guess. He I mean, TCU's sue. punter's 30, isn't he? But he started later. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just the the waiver process is getting more and more relaxed. That's true. The NCAA, whatever, just go, <laughs> just sure. play, just go ahead. Who cares? Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift and, and and Gunner Gunner? Why am I blanking on Gunner's last name? Stockton. Gunner Stockton. Gunner Watson has been the quarterback at Troy, and it, it keeps tri- tripping me up. But Gunner Stockton, can you imagine those three? If Stetson just walks in and is like, boys, I got my waiver. I mean, between the fact that like, he oh, started off on. as a walk-on and then went to JUCO and then came back, there's got to be some wiggle room there in the early years. You should get another year. Like, <laughs> You should be allowed to go until you have a PhD. Yeah. There shouldn't be years anymore. It should be degrees. If you're a medical doctor, <laughs> you can play. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine somebody in med school trying to play football? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've got some buddies who uh, who I can't believe, I can't believe he's throwing for three touchdowns in this game. He was up all night in the gross anatomy lab carving up cadavers. Yeah, he's now taking he's the carving M- up the defense. He's taking the MCATs tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've had some friends that uh, put off becoming adults for school until they were thirty two, and uh, they they're doing okay now. You know, I, I don't. See, if you're in school, you should be able to play. So like a pure Van Wilder play. I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's like Catherine's like Myron Roll, come on back. I, I saw Myron Roll's brother today, and uh, I don't think Myron's coming back to football. I think he very much enjoys being a doctor. So Stetson's already a doctor. He just performed full body surgery on the TCU secondary. <laughs> he, did, he did. Oh, there it is. There it is. Go Pens twenty four. We got to give you credit in the chat. Yeah. That is tremendous. Oh man. Well, this well, is. I, I do think that like. It was a great year. I'm sad to see uh, it go, but this I'm also super season. excited. Can we, can, we, can we name some things? I just want to make a list of things because I, I, I think when we get to something like this, everybody thinks, oh, well, that's it. And Georgia's just dominating and, and you know they sucked all the joy out. No. This was an incredible season. Let's start naming some stuff. I'll go. Tennessee and Hinden Hooker. Making fun of the Iowa offense. Celebrating the Iowa defense. You go we, now. Uh, what about USC's almost return to prominence in our $1,000 bet that they'll make the playoff? That was pretty great. I'm feeling better about that right now. Michigan's. I, I have uh, two more years, but. Michigan's second consecutive win over Ohio State and second consecutive playoff berth. Uh, mm. Also, Jim Harbaugh's second consecutive NFL flirtation. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to look back at, at some of the games or some of the teams to spark my memory here. But what about UConn uh, going UConn to a bowl game this year? UConn made a bowl game. How about Illinois? Illinois was fun. Yeah. Purdue won the Big Ten West. North Carolina playing in the ACC championship game. And Drake May coming And Drake back. May stardom. Yeah. Drake yeah. May's coming. You never uh, said Oregon Kansas State. yet, bro. Oh, Kansas made a bowl game and <laughs> and maybe played the most exciting bowl game against Arkansas. Now, Arkansas ended up winning the Liberty Bowl, but Kansas made it hella fun. Oregon State won 10 games and could potentially come back and win 10 more next year. What about South Carolina's season-ending revival? Beat Tennessee and Clemson and then played a thriller against Notre Dame but lost. And by the way, they could be pretty good next year. We, we still about- don't know a final decision on Spencer Rattler. But sounds like he might be coming back. What about Tulane winning a New Year's Day six bowl? What about Tulane being down 14 with four minutes to go and winning the game without USC ever punting? USC never punted and Tulane won the game. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Uh, Florida State winning 10 games. Florida State was back, baby. Texas was not. Yeah. Um there's a lot there, and I, I actually don't even think that it's always about um, being a winning or losing team. You know, there was a lot of really fun moments 
that we got this year that weren't yeah. just attached this, to winning teams. Well, and Anari, this is when we tell the folks on Friday, right before I go on vacation, well, I'll already be on vacation, but we'll have, we'll have recorded this and, and the folks will get it on Friday. The Ass Awards, the, mm-hmm. the best of the season. And while we've got you guys here in the chat, we, we, we should probably crowdsource a little bit. Obviously, we'll have our grab-ass play of the year, but what other categories would you like to see honored in the Ass Awards? The Ass Awards that we're going to record on Wednesday. You don't have to take people that far behind the curtain, but yeah, that's when we're going to record. But I just like, we'll have to tweet it out too. Like, what are the categories? Best newcomer, right? Uh, oh, grab absolutely. ass play of the year, backdoor cover of the year, I think should be one. <laughs> I think we, um, we have a couple good candidates for that one. I don't know. Can we be mean? Dumpster um, fire of the year? I think we can do that. I think we have a couple good nominees because. Uh, there were there were some teams that were a little bit overhyped and uh, it didn't quite work out for them. So we can we can definitely do that. Yeah, I think we we've got some good choices. But best pet monkey biting a child was that this year? I think that was last year. That wasn't this year. That was last year. That was 2021. <laughs> Elias Gray, most improbable outcome, biggest blowout. The Brian Ferretts Memorial Coordinator of the Year. <laughs> Texas gonna we, Texas moment of the year. <laughs> that is tremendous. It's definitely gonna be from the Oklahoma State game. Or maybe yeah. the TCU game. Come to think, or maybe the Texas Tech game. Oh, there's a lot of it. Oh my God. Yeah. And and we'll we'll probably uh we'll probably uh kind of whittle it down to five or ten categories and then we'll really put some thought into it. Because I do think that yeah. there is some I mean, the Maction moment of the year was caught live on this podcast when I burnt a page. Yes, yeah, we. I still have the video of that. I still have the Maction moment of the year video. We don't even need nominees. We're just going to play you the video. Don't worry. And oh, I guarantee. I, I know. I know one category. Word of the year. I'm not even going to tell you which word it is. I think already you already already knows, but the listeners maybe not. But you'll the see the one that I couldn't pronounce. I don't know what you're talking about, Ari. Okay. So, yes, be thinking of that. If you think of something after the show or you're listening to this in podcast form and not on the YouTube stream, so you can't get to us now, Andy underscore Staples at Ari Wasserman on Instagram and on Twitter. Just tell us what categories we need to have because exacerbate. Now it's not funny anymore if you can say it. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> so you know what that you know what that means, Ari? I was you know just what like, that means? what? It means we learned something this year. Exacerbate. I'm like looking See. at the Go Pens posted it, and I'm like trying to sound it out. I'm sounding it out like, like a fifth grader. As like as Go Pens spelling as Go Pens says, it has ass in the word, Ari. Exacerbate. <laughs> Ari, like Stetson Bennett. I give him some better words. Ari, like Stetson Bennett, you have graduated. Congratulations, and thank you, everyone, for an incredible season. And we'll talk to you again soon.